Hello. Hello. Hello, lady. Hello, lady. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello, Frog Residence, Kermit speaking. Oh, hello, Mr. Iger. Yes, sir, it's an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I have heard of the Three Sheets to the Mouse podcast. Um, yeah, I guess they're funny, but I don't really approve of their language. It's not something that me and Piggy want our little tablets to be listening to. But, uh, Fozzie, he, he loves them. I'm sorry, Mr. Iger, what... What do you mean I... You thought I could use the work? It's closing? Torn down? Galaxy's Edge? Now you listen here. Just because I'm a puppet doesn't mean I'll just bend over and take it. If you tear down Muppet Vision, I'll shove more than just a hand in your butt, Bob. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared, be prepared. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're three average guys with a love for all things Disney, and this week we have two guys who can't even get you wet with an ice cube. Mikey? I thought you were going to say my name. Say my name. Nope, nope I wasn't going to. Just, I was going to come I, I in there. I did good, all right? Just deal with it. <laughs> you did, you did. You did good. You <laughs> I was good. Like, okay, I you did, it to I Mikey. shut down. <laughs> After that, I'm like, I don't know what to do next. I'm just going to stop talking now and hopefully somebody will save me. <laughs> just don't put the ice cube down my pants and uh, we'll have a good time. Tim, where's my zippity doodah ziplock bag? <laughs> Is it holding your ice cube? Maybe. Because <laughs> he's he's brained his knee in the cube. <laughs> well, maybe it was from running. Well, I don't like to get wet on this ride, so I have to. any water has to be locked in. You carry your own water on you so you can get wet? I don't get Okay. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> Nothing is here. Yes, please. I don't... The physics aren't working for me. He carries a bag so he doesn't get wet. <laughs> and I'm Adam, just in case y'all didn't know. And we just sit around, talk Disney, and drink a bit. So, Mikey, what are you drinking this week? Oh, you know, it's... it's this is um, the end of the year, and it turns... November always becomes bottle down month for me, it seems. And I'm finishing off something that was given to me uh, at the sheet up. I'm, I'm, I'm doing doing away with my, my Bowmore. Bowmore, Bowmore. I don't know. I, I have just, just enough to get me through this episode. Hopefully. If, if, if it's not enough, then, then this episode's going to be ripe for the listeners. Uh -oh. By the time we get done, if I have to refill my drink after this bowl. That so, yeah. Bowmore 12. I recommend it to everybody. Is it Bowmore or Bow? Wait, is that which one is? That? Is that one with the deer on it? No, that's Dalmore. Uh, no, that's Dalmore. So Tim, what are you swallowing? 
<laughs> after well, that. Well, it's the holiday season, so I brought out our fancy gold-rimmed goblets, and we're drinking Stella Artois. It's the holiday season. Holiday season. And hoop de doo and la de dee da. Don't sure. forget to fill up sock. I almost said suck on my sock. <laughs> so, Adam, am I to assume you're also having some of the wife beater tonight? Yeah, I am drinking the wife beater tonight. The nope. Stella Artois. <laughs> Yes, Della Artois. Because we pretty much drank ourselves out. Yeah, because we had some last night <laughs> when we tried to record, but then we stood up and watched some more Disney Plus. And drank some yeah, that. Stella. It's like I, I boot that app up, but I don't know where to begin. Well, I mean, we don't want to get too far into it because I would like to do a quickie or maybe something in the future on it. But there's a lot. It's a lot more overwhelming than I thought it would be. I'm finally going to get a chance to watch the Goofy movie. You've never seen it? Nope. Really? Correct. Wow. My mind just went... Yeah, my wife's not happy about it either. But, you know, I haven't seen it. So she's seen it and you haven't seen it? Yes. Wow. I guess we should have her on the show. She doesn't remember anything about the topic we're having tonight, so she gets she, she she my my beautiful loving wife gets all of her mountains confused. <laughs> yes, I remember. I remember what yep. was that last week or two weeks ago where she got them all confused? It was two. Uh, yes. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, you can't. And if it has Earth in it and space, there's. No. That. <laughs> Space Mountain and Spaceship, Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth, yeah. And the worst thing is, I can never remember the name for Mission Space myself, so I'm going to fuck it up twice before I ever settle on it when I'm trying to talk about Mission Space to somebody. I'll, I'll, I'll even call it Mission to Mars or something like that. Mission to Mars wasn't a traction. Right, and yeah. But close, but yeah, the Mission to Mars was an actual attraction. You call it Bring Back Lieutenant Dan. What? Uh, mission space. Oh, okay. Eh, eh, eh. No, makes me trying to throw up. I I'm not a fan. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. But you got we, we've we've discussed this multiple times on this podcast that I enjoyed Orange and my wife and I commanded the whole ship by ourselves. Yep. Correct. All right. So sphincter in my throat. Your what? Nothing. I had a <laughs> on my end. I don't know what that was. <laughs> All right, so this week we're going to talk about one of the attractions that showed up on at least two of our top five lists, and definitely nowhere near Tim's top five list, and that's Blash Mountain. If we do bottom five, it'll be there. Is it really on your bottom five? Yeah. Really? Like, what would be your bottom five list then? I don't know. Bottom five attractions at Magic Kingdom. He doesn't know, but but the bottomest of the five, well, he says, this, is Splash and all the, Mountain. All the fucking spinny shit, like Dumbo, uh, Aladdin Magic Carpet, the Rocket Tower thing, whatever, Astro, okay, Astro so Orbiter. Okay. And probably... What about teacups? I've never been on the teacups. And what about the carousel? The carousel's a carousel. I mean, there's nothing offensive or wrong or bad about the, the carousel. What's offensive about Splash Mountain? What? Oh... <laughs> 
Your Honor, I wish to have that remark stricken from the record. But I mean, there are other in all of Disney World. That is one of your bottom five. You're going to put. I hate this ride. I, I it's my opinion. I hate this ride. The Barnstormer over Splash Mountain. I've never been on the Barnstormer, so I can't comment on the Barnstormer. And I luckily won't ever go on the Barnstormer because it's just a little. So then, Dumbo. Bottom five. Where does it rate against Splash? A little bit higher than Splash because you don't get wet. <laughs> so, Aladdin. A stupid fucking camel, you get wet, so. I knew it. I knew he was <laughs> going to talk about the camel. <laughs> so, where does oh, that rank then? About the same as Splash. <laughs> so, his bottom five is technically just like four and five, and he's and he's just got like a long line of, of attractions. That, that he ranks tied. at four, and yeah, they're all tied for last. <laughs> yeah, much, yeah. They're just <laughs> wow. All right. So, <laughs> so here's what I learned today. Tim does not like Fantasyland. That's probably accurate. Well, I like uh, Seven Dwarf Mine Train. And you ride Small World. And Small World. And I like Mermaid. Ariel. Mm-hmm. I like Peter Pan. The but I won't Bell. wait on it. Yeah, I won't wait on it. Um, Seven Dwarf Mine Train. You like, right? That's what I said. What else is in there? Philhar Magic, is that fantasy land? Yeah. yeah. And you get wet in that. Not really. You get sprayed in the face with a mist. I'm not walking around with fucking soaking wet jeans or soaking wet shorts. Well, maybe next time you ride Splash Mountain, take your shorts off, put them in your Ziploc bag. With his ice cube, I though. do want to come back to Magic Kingdom and not make it onto the sex offenders list, so I won't do that. Well, I don't know if it's so much sex offender list as much as public indecency. I mean, you got a bag. You can hold it in front. No, that's still not worth it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's not a one gallon, Adam, is what he's saying. No, oh, fair enough. It's a little right. pipe bag. It's a little snack bag. <laughs> you know, it's what you put. It's what you put the fucking Cheerios in, so you keep your kid quiet <laughs> when he's screaming in the back seat of the car. I thought you just hit him with the bag and the with the ice. Cream. I don't even. I don't think you can fit a, a modern iPhone in it. Probably not. I don't know. I don't. I thought they were full-size bags. No, they're probably about six by three or four, maybe. I mean, you probably fit a, a phone in, but that's about it. I, I feel like my iPhone is now longer than a sandwich, a piece of sandwich bread, as the phones See, now have, all have I want grown. To do is go find myself a piece of Wonder Bread. But... Yeah, we don't have Wonder Bread now. Nope. Right bread. All right. So, on to some of the history regarding Splash Mountain. So, Splash Mountain was originally conceived in the summer of 1983 by Imagineer Tony Braxter. For those of you who don't know, Tony Braxter actually worked on projects uh, such as Big Thunder Mountain, the original Journey into the Imagination Pavilion, Star and Star Tours as well. And the rumor is that he actually came up with this while he was stuck on his way to work in rush hour traffic. Basically, he, they were looking for something to drum up some... Attention to Bear Country Land, the Bear Country Land in Disneyland. The only attraction at the time was the Country Bear Jamboree, which actually ended up closing in 2001. Dick Nunes, who is executive vice president of Walt Disney World and Disneyland at the time, insisted that the Imagineers create a log from Ride for Disneyland. As you know, around this time, every single amusement park had at least one log from attraction. And this is also the time where... If you lived anywhere near a Six Flags, 
they were getting just the log flume that kind of made a U and just created the big splash to get all the people wet on the bridge. Yep. Guaranteed. Yes, this is around that kind of time frame. Needless to say, when they he brought this to the Imagineers, they found this too pedestrian for the park. They didn't feel that this was actually a good fit for a themed land like Disneyland was. So this left Baxter to try to figure out issues with the log room while trying to big, bring people into Bear Country and also trying to keep costs down. So what they did with that was try to use some of the America Sings characters that recently closed as well. So Baxter actually ends up taking this to the Song of the South idea. Now, we'll talk about all that later on, but I'm going to go into a little bit of the construction of this attraction. It actually started in Disneyland at April 1987. The budget kind of went a little crazy. And it was up to $75 million and became one of the most expensive projects created by Walt Disney Imagineering at that time. So just for a little comparison shopping on this, the entire Disneyland Park cost was about $17 million back in 1995, $1955 dollars. That translates to $80 million in 1987. So that just, that, that just still seems like a whole lot of money for attraction, mm-hmm. even by well, today's standards. No, 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 no. That was eighty million was for the whole park. If you translate right. it to seventy-five, no, I mean, million. I mean seventy-five for just Splash Mountain. Just what a waste of money. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, it, I I understand. Tim hates this, right? But that's a, that's no. It doesn't do anything that crazy. It doesn't invert. I mean, it's it's basically a, it's a log flume with yeah, dark light. Invert a log flume. Uh, ask Ashton Park. Well, they didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> do a do a barrel roll. Yeah. So, yeah, well, they had barrel rolls in Action Park. They didn't, they didn't call it Traction Park for nothing. Except you left there. So you now, according. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and this was uh, the only way that they could recover some of the cost. According to Alice Davis, which is the wife of Mark Davis, they had to, at this point, use a lot of those America Sings characters. There was no which way about it. So the actual original name for the attraction was the Zippity-Dee River Run. And this was supposed to incorporate Sings from Songs of the South. The name was later changed to Slash Mountain because of Michael Eisner, who just wanted to use the Splash name because of the movie. Nothing to do with the Tom Hanks or a mermaid. Absolutely nothing. The movie Splash, not the mermaid. That's why it's called Splash Mountain? Yes, because Eisner insisted that it had to be called, they wanted to include that Splash name. Well, Eisner's an idiot. I mean, I like Plus, I mean, the movies. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure a song of the South Mountain probably wouldn't be a good movie. And it does sound better than Zippity <laughs> Doodah River or whatever the hell. Well, it's not even Zippity Doodah. It's Zippity D River Run. Yeah, that sounds stupid too. That was when Daryl Hannah was in her prime. Yes. Yeah. And John Candy. Just saying. So now, a lot. Another imaginary was brought in to try to clean this up a little bit better because it was just a disjumbled mess of an attraction. And his name was David Fighton. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing names, but that's what I'm good at. Yeah, they're fighting words. That's it. He was brought in to try to fix the story and some of the staging problems. 
and they removed some attractions and they they just fixed it and tried to streamline it a little bit so now we're going to jump to the grand opening in disneyland on july 17th 1989 how do you think y'all this one probably like the grand opening of disneyland itself shit was probably breaking and they were trying to fix it on the fly nope the executives got soaked on the attraction so now when you open an attraction you know you have all your big wigs right through this yeah it was only supposed that they was described as a lightly spray they were drenched by the end of this attraction like like think about like how you get soaked on cali river rapids I know. <laughs> we know, Tim. I so like it. So after this kind of fiasco, they actually delayed it again so that the boats can be redesigned to be not as heavy, hold fewer passengers, and not splash out as much as they did. So in 1991, construction began for Splash Mountains at Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom in Tokyo, Disneyland. July 17, 1992, soft openings began at the Magic Kingdom. And the two Splash Mountains officially opened within a day of each other in October 1992. Magic Kingdom opened on October 2nd, and the Tokyo Disney attraction opened on October 1st. And that's really all I got for a lot of the construction, um, except for that there was a version originally planned for Paris. But because due to Paris weather and due to budget constraints, it was eventually scrapped. Because they actually get snow in Disneyland, Paris, and... I don't see Splash Mountain operating in the snow. Yeah, it'd be like putting one. No, up that's here. the Matterhorn. It'd be a, it'd be an ice sled. There you go. Hey Bob, sled. Yay Bob. Hey Bob. I would, so I for- would, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that, um, leading up to the Disneyland opening of Splash Mountain, Disney was, and obviously Eisner was, was really hyping this up, and they had their own TV special about Splash Mountain. Did they really? That featured uh, America's first Splashtronaut and the training he had to go through. We're going there with this. You can't not go. Ernest P. Worrell was America's first (laughs) Splashtronaut. Of course you would know this. He had a 30-minute special on ABC where he was the first one. And to be honest, he goes down Splash Mountain with his foot propped up on the front of the of the log and his other leg crossed against it all casual and stuff it's fucking great man he's a legend he's also you have to to post that link oh i i will i will gladly (laughs) you just got him really excited people always wonder why is what's what's the tie with ernest and disney well there you go how much time have you got one of the craziest things about the ernest uh special is it actually even has um ed mcmahon is kind of the co-host slash news anchor that handles the uh, the quote-unquote story that is Splash Mountain. Was he carrying a big check? But no, no, he didn't have a he didn't have a big check. Um, but they actually only talk about the story of Ernest going on it, not the story of Splash Mountain. None of that's shown whatsoever throughout that special. Um, but the story of of Splash Mountain it's an amalgam of different Uncle Remus stories. And it represents animated scenes from the movie Song of the South. Splash Mountain tells the story of Br'er Rabbit, a mischievous hero, as he sets out to search for adventure and his laughing place. Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear are the antagonists that are determined to capture Br'er Rabbit. 
However, they are repeatedly tricked into setting him free, captured in their own snares, or led into a cavern of bees. Briar Rabbit uses reverse psychology on Briar Fox to get him to throw him into the Briar Patch, where he escapes and proclaims, I was born and raised in the Briar Patch. And then Briar Rabbit's animal friends rejoice as Briar Box and Briar Bear are last seen narrowly escaping the jaws of Briar Gator. And that is the story in a nutshell. It's a, it's a big nut. It is. It's a pretty big shell, too. It's a thick show. It's a hard show. It's like a hard oh, boiled You get nut. wet on that, right? It's a tough That's nut right. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everything is brer this and brer that. And I mean, that is uh, apparently deep south for brother. It was also very strawberry shortcake before strawberry shortcake. <laughs> strawberry shortcake was before this. No, no. Well, you're talking, no. Way, you're talking way back to the, the movie. Well, strawberry shortcake. It was everything was berry. The only reason why I know that is I had two younger sisters. <sighs> everything smelled good. Yes. <laughs> Until they started going rancid. They all started smelling like sickeningly sweet. Like, you no, know, it just got bad after a while. <laughs> okay, so yeah, as as you know, Tim, you were mentioning the ride and everything, but it, the story's kind of set as you start um, in in the queue on Splash Mountain. And I'm just going to say that right now, this is probably bottom five cues in all of Walt Disney World for me. Agreed. I'm waiting for Tim to say something. Agreed. I, I, may, I may like the ride, but the queue is just... It is brutal. It, it is, doesn't it do is. anything for the ride to... You know, people can complain about, like, uh, Jungle Cruise is a bunch of, of switchbacks. Well, yeah, th this is reminiscent of Toy Story Land. It's this just is worse than Toy Story Land because at least you have umbrellas in Toy Story Land. Well, you didn't when, you didn't when it opened. But there's stuff to look yeah. at in Toy Story Land. There's nothing to look at in this queue until you get No, inside. when you get back there, you, you, you just look at people who you realize, oh, they're like way up the top of that hill. They can probably see Country Bear Jamboree from here. Oh, from no, there. they're coming back down now. Wait, what yeah. happened to that? <laughs> so the, the, the queue, it really... Oh, look, the queue goes outside the berm. Oh, look at that. The I want to say this queue is the worst queue. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. There's nothing. It's fake. It, this queue is like slightly worse than waiting in a long line for a photo pass for photograph in the, in the middle of Main Street. Because there you have something to look at, but there's nothing around. I mean, this is just this is garbage. Red dirt. If you like the color red and fake dirt, this is your spot. So if no, you're I mean, from western Oklahoma, this is your spot. This is it, man. Nope. But this is the problem I have with this queue is that there are so many weird switchbacks. It's not just like, you know, you're, you're looping this way. You think you're getting close and then you're shot all the way to the back again. Yeah. And it, yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It's like, I don't know. It's like somebody gave a four-year-old an Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> to amazing. hedge maze yeah. with a definite ending. That's yeah. the best way. It's yeah. like you're walking all over the place. You think you're getting close to the exit. Nope. You have to turn this way and you're going back around and upstairs. Nope. 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 But you do finally make it to the, the ride vehicle to your log after the queue. And, you know, you get in there and you float out of the loading area and you kind of hit the first. I mean, I guess I get it's a lift is what it is. One of those belt lift like every log flume has. It takes you up, and you get to see your first animatronic. You get to see old Br'er Frog, who is kind of the storyteller. I mean, if there's not really a narrator, but if there was, the closest thing you'd come by is Br'er Frog, because he knows what's going on, 
and he's telling you, you know, a little bit of the background. He, he's seated on this little bitty, uh, you know, rustic-looking chair, and, you know, he's on the left-hand side, and he's giving you some foreshadowing as you're going up about Br'er Rabbit, saying, you know, mark my words, Br'er Rabbit's going to put his foot in Br'er Fox's mouth. And, you know, you're like, oh, it's a frog. And then you remember you don't get Mr. Toad anymore. So you, you end up uh, at the top of the, uh, the lift, um, which, which the, the hill you're going up is called Chickapill Hill. It's got a name. Chickapill Hill. And uh, you get up there and, and it spills you out into the, the, the flooded briar patch. This is probably um, one of my favorite views in Magic Kingdom, especially of an evening. Because the way that that briar patch is lit up and you come out and it's just, you see these larger than life thorns and you have the rest of the park laid out there, you know, right before you, you can see the castle that's lit up. It's, I, I love this reveal of the park at night as soon as you get off that lift. Um, you know, I've never ridden this attraction at night. I mean, most of it's the same because it's a lot of it's a dark ride, so nothing else really changes except for like that um however long five seconds or so when when you make you know when you hit the top and you kind of spill out into that flooded briar patch it's just it looks to me it's it's one of those you know uh slow reveals and you're and you're just like wow this is great um i, I love that i mean like i said nothing else about us that great at night except for like that's that moment right there does it for me every time um but you get past the briar patch and you're here in the background uh, a little how do you do um nice to meet you well it's the instrumental oh and uh in the daytime if you're paying attention all along the banks of this uh river you see um are just like implements and things to make you feel like you're you're you're, you're taken back to the old south you got uh you know old farm equipment you've got the uh various uh, you know um cartoon style houses that the animals would live in and you've got this old merchant wagon kind of broke down on the side of the uh, river brink and you just get this feeling that you're in uh, the deep south. I, I want to say that they specifically were, sh were shooting for Georgia uh, with that look. I've uh, only briefly been through Georgia cannot recalling it uh, looking like a, a big ass red anthill so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure we'll have to go with Shan or David Thacker on, on how close this <laughs> Wow. This this comes to to being a a Georgia uh, state of mind here, but you know you, you continue on and you're just you're just leisurely floating. It winds around. You get uh, a couple more cool views of Frontierland, and it, it takes a little turn and and you head down into a little cave, and you get to see Brer Bear's house on the right hand side, uh, and then after you exit the cave, you you get your first um, drop in the attraction as you go down Slip and Falls. That's a dad joke of a pun, Tim. Yeah, slip and fall. Slip and fall. Hey. He hates this attraction. You're not going to... Even I'm with trying. bad puns, I'm, you're not going to win him over. I'm trying. So that spills you into... Uh, well, it, it's the the swamp, basically, is where you end up after that. You go down the falls, you go. it goes into the mountain, and you go into this swamp. One of my favorite uh, areas. I, I love. I love this part because you feel like you're. You still feel like you're outside, but you know you're obviously in a cave. I, is there? There's so many animatronics happening right here. You've got, um, 
Brer Frog again, and he's you know hanging out and he's fishing with some uh, animatronic geese in an, an area that is clearly marked as no fishing because uh, Brer Frog don't give a fuck. <laughs> he just ribbits all the day. He does, man. <laughs> um, you, you float through these trees and you get to see uh, Brer Rabbit outside of his house having a chat with Mr. Bluebird. And uh, you got Brer Fox and Brer Bear spying on him, listening intently as he's uh, telling Mr. Bluebird that it's time for him to be moving along. And the Bluebird's like, whoa, motherfucker, bad shit's going to happen. Don't leave the briar patch. I, I bet if it said that, Tim would like it better. But the Bluebird tells him, don't do that. And Brer Rabbit's like, I'm going. You can't tell me what to do. And he you leaves the briar patch to go find adventure. And this is the beginning of the end for our hero. After you pass Brer Rabbit's house, you turn uh, a corner and you get a scene of Brer Bear, who has fallen into one of his own traps, as Tim said happens, um, that he had set for Brer Rabbit. He's hanging upside down from a tree with Brer Fox giving him the what for and telling him to get down. And then across the river on the other side, you got Brer Rabbit giggling and pointing his finger and laughing. And uh, you know he's he's just uh, hopping along to 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 fix his uh, to finish his adventure, as he as as you know he he waggles his finger at the hapless duo. And yeah, I, I, there's a lot that happens when you are in this area, so this is going to be a lot of a lot of me talking. I'm sorry. Uh, the what? next scene after that is you uh, you get to go into the laughing place scene, and it's another one that just has a lot of animatronics a ton um instead of you, you exit the swamp and now you're into the forest as you meander in your in your rain and uh i mean sorry you meander in your uh your raft your log your flume your dugout you canoe. slowly journey down the river that's right and uh you have to um listen to see if you can hear the wolf cry to the bloom corn moon yep <laughs> <laughs> Now, on the left, uh, when you enter the forest, you'll see a Br'er Rabbit uh, telling you that the laughing place is where he'll be. And the scene moves along, but shows him, uh, once again, has tricked Br'er Bear and has stuck a beehive on on Br'er Bear's head. And you got Br'er Fox, or Br'er Bear, saying, this ain't no laughing place, there's just bees in here. It's a very, you know, apropos statement, considering the events that happened. And then you'll, you'll pass underneath Br'er Bear, and your log will go down the second drop, which happens in complete darkness to absolutely nobody's surprise. Because there was just a boat right in front of you that had all the kids screaming, so there's a drop coming. Was Kate on that boat? Uh, she could have been. I don't know. Fair or enough. three boats ahead, you still would have heard her. And you still would have heard <laughs> her, right? So um, you complete that drop, and you get uh, this kind of weird cave scene <laughs> um you've, you still have Br'er Bear with a beehive on his nose and Br'er Rabbit's laying on the ground laughing but Br'er Fox is sneaking up behind him to catch him and this is where uh, Br'er Rabbit starts kind of um, changing his tune and now he's pleading for his life you know, it, it ends with, uh, it's God, this is so weird. There's animatronic frogs and this weird water fountain thing happening. It's just, th this particular scene reminds me of the Heffalumps 
yes. from Winnie the Pooh because you're just not sure what in the hell is going on. Bray Rabbit got into uh, some wacky debacky in his He he did. Well, that's his laughing place, apparently. Mm-hmm. You want to so, get high? <laughs> Towley. <laughs> you know. So so yeah. At the end, after the animatronic frogs, uh, you see Bray Rabbit tied up by Bray Fox, and the flumes keep going, and and they ascend up another lift um, beneath a pair of vultures that taunt you as you pass by, letting you know that everybody's got a laughing place. Maybe this one's yours. And you go up that little that uh, belt lift, and halfway up, um, you'll see Br'er Rabbit still tied up, pleading with Br'er Fox, you know, that he'd do anything. Please, don't eat me. Just throw me back into the Briar Patch. And Br'er Fox, not realizing he's been tricked again, does just that, thinking, ha-ha, I'll, fool you. I'll throw you down to the thorns. Well... That is uh, simulated by your 54-foot plunge in your log flume into the drop. Uh, smile for the camera as you go. And that will spill you out underneath the briar patch back into doodah landing. And here you have a shitload of animatronics. I mean, I just... You, I, this has more animatronics than any Disney attraction, I believe. I, I think this rivals Small World. I, I, made, I made that see. up, but it sounds good because. Okay, I don't think it does, but I'll give you it. There's a lot. There's a lot of shit going on. I'm sure if you're wrong, Sheeta will call you out. That, and you know what? They can. Uh, especially when you get to Doodah Landing, because here you've got. I mean, in this one scene, you have dozens of animatronics, and they're all singing Zippity Doodah, and it's a celebration of Rabbit's return from his uh, narrow brush with death. And the showpiece here is this big paddle steamer boat called the Zip-A-Dream Lady. They are milking the zip for all it's worth. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, paddle ship had a, a name. It's it. She's called the Zip-A-Dream Lady and she is a large lady. A large and animated and lit up She's she's big and animated and lit. <laughs> wow. Sounds like, like a sheeter, don't it? Hey yo, and yeah, I'll be honest. This this uh, and it's covered in animatronics. They're all singing, and this is where you get a lot of the old America Sings attractions. Even from the Disneyland version, they also repurposed them for the Disney World version. And this just has a a serious um, Small World vibe, like the last scene from Small World where all the dolls are on the boat and it's in the water wiggling back and forth. This is the same damn thing, but instead of dolls, you got critters. Mm. But Well, and, it, and it's more three-dimensional, but I, I, I know more about the uh, small world um, styling as a result of the uh, Disney Plus Imagineering. So, yeah, um, after you go past the Zip-A-Dream Lady... You'll pass Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear fighting off an alligator, Br'er 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 Gator. (laughs) Say that three times fast. (laughs) I I did good to get through it once, slowly. (laughs) And uh, the alligator has Br'er Fox's tail firmly in his mouth, so as they try to escape, he's yanking the tail around. And the other animals begin singing, Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear are going to get it today, is a line they've added to Zippity Doodah. What is it? it it's, uh, yeah, they're, they're getting it. 
They're getting they're getting it. it. They're getting all the it. They they're <laughs> huge are Stephen they King fans. Well, well, they are floating down there. They they would be yes, <laughs> in in their happy place. Um, and uh, yeah, so you'll float past the uh, Brer Gator altercation, and then you come across Brer Rabbit and Brer no Mister Bluebird. He's not a Brer. He's just a Mister. Bluebird uh, having a chat and Brer Rabbit claims, you know what, he's learned his lesson and he'll be staying in the Briar Patch from now on, saying home sweet home is the lesson today. And then you get unloaded so you can exit and go about your sweltering day in Animal Kingdom. You may get wet and have to deal with that while you're walking around the parks. Yeah, crotch rot and soggy feet. And Tim's favorite part of this attraction. Now, early on in the attraction, I think it's, um, I want to say it's probably, well, maybe it's like midway. There's an area where you pass around and there's like a waterfall that runs down the side of, of the mountain there. Um, we rode it during a Not So Scary, and it, it seems like this, this ride gets stopped a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we got stopped right there at that waterfall, and we were just basically just getting dumped on. There had to have been two and a half inches of standing water in the bottom of our uh, flume when we got out of it. So, uh, wear hip waders. When, when, or when you or if you're like Tim, just don't ride it, right? Yep. The only time I ride is when Adam forces me to. Pretty much. Two <laughs> Ziploc baggies. Or when maybe fellow sheeters force them to. Nope. <laughs> I wonder how many times you could ride it for charity. I think the only time Tim voluntarily rode this attraction was to get away from my parents. Yes, because they were fighting that day, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do something. And I knew they wouldn't, and, knew they wouldn't ride it, so. <laughs> Splash Brown it is. And then, <laughs> and then we, got, were, we got yelled at because it took so long to get on that ride. Yes, we did, because I got text messages. People are getting off before you got on. I guess my mom didn't remember how fast pass worked. Right. Because she saw people walking through, and they were getting off before us, and we didn't have a fast pass, so... Thank God my mother-in-law doesn't listen to the show. And that we might or might not have spent a little time looking at people's pictures, but I, I, I won't, and, I won't need to confirm or deny that. cheesy gift shop they have. Yes. You know, this this attraction spawned a website um, in the uh, late 90s. Yes, but that might be part of the controversy. Called Flash Mountain. Yes, that yes. would be quite a controversy. <laughs> Although I didn't have any notes on that, but I totally forgot about it. Oh, okay, this. I did not realize. But Mike, you can talk about Flash Mountain. Oh, I mean, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. They take pictures on the way down, and it's quite uh, pop. Well, I wouldn't say quite popular, but you know, at the time, it was pretty frequent when you would have young ladies and old ladies um, uh, flashing the camera on the way down. And at the time... Um, technology wasn't what it was what it is today and it, it wasn't uh, uncommon for those photos to, to make it um, to the internet because I think back then they had a cast member that had to handle printing out and stuff like that so they were always snapping photos cause, and, and, and sharing it to Flash Mountain um, now it's all yeah, blocked by of, algorithms and oh yeah it's you know uh, recognition nipple recognition software. But man, back in its heyday, it was Exhibitionism City. Well, you know it is a thrill when you go.
go downhill Cause you're riding on the mountain of your own free will And you're zipping in a flash on a daring dash Down a waterfall so rapid that your coast may splash Splash mountain Zippity doo dah Splash mountain Zippity hey My oh my Wonderful day That song is not. That song is not in the soundtrack. The soundtrack to Splash Mountain. It's different for Disneyland and Disney World. In Disney World, because of its proximity to Frontierland, it has more of a country feel with banjos and harmonicas. Paddle faster. Yeah, mouth closed. And the cue loop is an hour long and includes instrumental versions of That's What Uncle Remus Said, Let the Rain Pour Down, Sooner or Later, the opening title song for the movie, Old MacDonald Had a Farm, which I don't know what that comes from, How Do You Do, Everybody's Got a Laughing Place, Burroughs Lament, and Zippity Doodah. In Disneyland, it's only 25 minutes long, and it just includes the songs from the movie. It doesn't have uh, Old MacDonald Had a Farm and the other like American folklore songs. In Disneyland... It has more of a big band jazz feel because it's closer to New Orleans Square. So when they did How Do You Do, it was recorded specially for the ride in 1988 by the Floozies, which was a 29-piece band from Oregon. The, so- the lyrics of the song are sung by 13 geese on the ride, and those are 13 members of the, the band. It's also accompanied by the Bullfrogs, and the lead bullfrog is voiced by none other than the Ravenscroft. Which I'm assuming is probably, he's also probably the narrator for the whole ride. Everybody's Got a Laughing Place and Burl's Lament are sung by Eliza Georgia and Castell Newton. They're sisters who worked for the Walt Disney Company. Zippity Doodah was sung by a choir consisting of 75 all-cast members, which I thought was kind of cool. And Jess Harnell sings a solo as Br'er Rabbit. And that's pretty much what you get for the soundtrack. Tim mentioned in his soundtracks that there were some differences between the theme parks regarding music. There are some other major differences between some of the theme parks with the actual attractions. So some of the other differences, main one is the Walt Disney World one, you sit two across. Whereas in the Disneyland one, it's more of a log flume, like a traditional where you sit behind each other. Um, The Orlando version also has special effects as the Br'er Robert, Tim's favorite animatronic that never works. That's not in California. The Disneyland version is actually typically wetter than the Disney World version. So you will get usually a little wetter going down on the Disneyland version. So Tim actually likes it even least, less than the Disney World version. We didn't go on it. We didn't go on it. Because But on principle alone. Yeah, pretty much. I, I could not get him on this. 
if you sit further back, just as a hint, in Disneyland you will get a little less wet. Um, Disney World version is a little bit slower than the Disneyland version, and Disneyland version might be a little bit shorter, but it's actually steeper. So the drop is a little bit more, at a bit more of an angle. Um, the queue is longer in Disney World. I know we're all shocked by this. <laughs> and let's see what else we got. Um, Disneyland in California is the shortest ride at 9 minutes and 18 seconds. But Disneyland actually has a more animatronics than the one at Disney World or Disneyland Tokyo. Magic Kingdom is the longest at 10 minutes and 41 seconds and only has 68 animatronics. It just seems like there's yeah, more than there's that. Like thousands of them in there. Yeah, so I kind of need to now ride the Disneyland one just to see how different it is. Now, now I know um, when you go into the uh, swamp scene on Disneyland, I noticed this in my research, that you actually do have some additional animatronics there um, where you run into the... As an as an Brera Gator is there, I think uh, there's like a, a goose or a frog fishing off his back in the no fishing zone. So there there are some um, stuff kind of the order isn't quite the same there now. But but there again, I don't know that everything that's there moves or is even supposed to move. It could just be a static prop. It's possible, but, but it, that it, just it seems is like there's so much shit going on. It is listed. In all my research, it said that the Disneyland version does have significantly more animatronics. Now, the one that I probably can get Tim on is the Tokyo Disneyland version of Splash Mountain. Because as opposed to all the other theme parks, this is the one you really don't get wet on. <laughs> and most of the, there's better care taken of the Tokyo parks. And most of the animatronics work all the time. As opposed to some of the time. I also had read that the one in Tokyo is a mirror image of the track in Magic Kingdom. The track's the same, but the music and the pacing, it's all totally... The animatronics are different. It, I, don't, I couldn't find enough in my research to tell how it was different, but there's different animatronics. The songs are tweaked here and there. But as to, like, what it actually is, I would have to check it out in person, hopefully soon. So if anybody wants to send me to Tokyo, <laughs> just on a research trip, you know, show. purely research. You're going to have to buy three tickets. If, if, if we can get a funder tickets. to send me to Tokyo. Three tickets. Three tickets. Yeah. Three if we need the airline tickets, a hotel stay. And a meal plan. And a meal plan. Well, I don't need a meal plan. I'll figure out something to eat in Tokyo. Because... I'd want to experience part of Tokyo, but if anybody wants to send the three of us, just for, you know, research purposes, please let us know. Reach out to us. We Our email address. Tell, put it on Facebook. We're down. Anytime you want to send us. We'll film it and I'll get it on Netflix. There you go. Then we'll get picked up by the travel channel. <laughs> that would be awesome. We have, our own, know, that, <laughs> we have our own show on Disney+. Plus. No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> No, we wouldn't. This would be like on Amazon Prime or Netflix. There's no way we're getting on Disney Plus. It'd be on YouTube Amazon. Red. <laughs> yeah, the subscription only. So speaking of Patreons, I kid. So I think the only thing left is the part that we've been avoiding this whole time. Dun, dun, dun. Is this the elephant in the room? 
the yeah, the big elephant in the room. So everybody knows this this attraction is based off the movie Song of the South. And since its original release, the movie has remained a subject of controversy. Some critics have described the film's portrayal of African Americans as racist and offensive, maintaining that the black vernacular and other qualities are stereotypes, and the plantation setting is sometimes criticized as idyllic and glorified. Because of this, the movie has never come out of the vault, and likely will never come out of the vault. Here in the United States. Here in the United States. Other, other, Europe, you can find it in, almost anywhere, which is kind of weird. I mean, if it's racist here, it's racist everywhere else, right? But guess not. It's, I don't know. I mean, my honest opinion, and I discussed this at length with various people, is that if you don't remember your history and you start banning books for differences of opinion or how things were, you're doomed to re- repeat these mistakes. If you whitewash history to take out how bad things were and don't engage in that conversation as to why this was wrong and why this was perceived as wrong, you're missing out on history. We just know it's bad and shouldn't be talked about. Well, what happens when things become too taboo? And the bad things are going to happen again, or worse, because we're not talking about them. We're pretending they never existed. Or there is such extreme division on it that there can never be a common ground. This is bad because of this, and you can't watch it. Well, what does everybody want to do? Want to do when you tell somebody that? They want to push the button. <laughs> they want to watch they want, the movie. They want to find it. They want to see what 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 craziness this is about. How bad is this that this I can't watch this? Just my opinion. Getting off my soapbox now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now and realistically, there's not short of the characters and. The song Zippity Doodah, there's not a lot of bleed over from the film to the ride. No, there's none. Well, it was just excerpts from some of the cartoons that were in the movie. And what would you change? The music? That's the only thing you could change. Bulldoze it. And thank you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just want to throw this out there. If you're listening to this um, and you have you have thoughts and opinions about this, Please do engage us, any of us three hosts, Tim, Adam, or myself, with uh, with this. You know, reach out, engage us, because we would, I mean, like nothing more than if you have opinions about this. And this is a hot button topic that surprise, surprise, we threw in at the end of this, and yeah, what have you. If you have the comments uh, on the page, please keep them respective of each other's opinion. We never all agree. Hell, we can't agree on anything sometimes, but. We always respect each other at the end of the day. Keep the name calling to yourself. Right? You want to have an honest conversation, have an honest conversation about it, but please don't let it degrade into calling people names and cursing at each other. We don't need it. All right, so we all know Tim hates this attraction. But why, I mean, we went over briefly why it's all our favorites, right? Kind of. Well, I mean, I talked about it last, uh, during, during the yeah, live so show I, for the last so, episode. Um, I... I, I, I am a sucker for a log ride, for starters. I am a sucker for any ride that puts you, that takes you indoors and, and convinces you that you're outside. So I love the uh, the swamp and forest sets that you get to visit while you're inside of uh, Chickapill Hill. All right, so thinking of all that, and it was also on my top five as well, 
I dread to ask the next question that I'm going to ask, but wait time. How long would you honestly wait for this attraction? Tim, just get it out of the way. Too just say long. it. Okay, fair enough. Too <laughs> Too oh, so Tim's going to burn one of his three fast passes <laughs> to go on Splash Mountain. That's what I heard. Won't even do that. He Sarah. says, are my parents there? <laughs> oh, no. It was, are my parents no, there? No, his parents. I would not be caught dead in Disney World. My parents. <laughs> if his parents are there. <laughs> it was my parents there. They were fighting that day. Then he might wait a half hour. Then I might wait. <laughs> <laughs> I might brave that boring-ass cue for that. But... All right, Mikey. Yeah, I, this, <clears throat> I've, I've only read, you know, as I, as I speak uh, so eloquently and you know, lovingly about this attraction. I've only done it twice. Fair enough. And it was all in one day. And I never even got out of my log. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, we did it during Not So Scary. We, it, was, it was like there was like there was no line. So we back-to-backed it. The cast members were like, do you guys want to write it again? We're like, yeah! Oh, that's horrible. This was before we got stuck at the waterfall. And they're like, okay, we'll just send you through again, just you guys. Okay. <laughs> um, so I don't really have a good frame of reference for that. Well, I mean, you figure, all right, so let's break it down like this. So we have figure half hour, hour, hour and a half, which would be too much. Or are all those okay with you? An hour's too much. Okay, so between an hour, half hour be, and be, an hour? Be, be, because of how shitty the queue is. Fair enough. Okay. But let's say it was like a fall. Like, so let's say, take the weather out of it. Figure it's about mid-70s, not too hot, not too cold. There's still nothing going on on that queue. It's very boring. It's just looking at the same eight people. You know? You got some people in front of you, the people behind you, and people beside you. And it's By the, the people's time... heads you've touched on the guardrail about yeah, 12 and, times. They made know, awkward when... eye contact with after. <laughs> when the switchback gets all weird and, and they end up like, you know, 30 yards away from you, now you've got new people you've got to befriend with only nonverbal communication and, and, and eye uh, movements. And it's just, uh, it's too much stress, too much fucking pressure. I just want to be in my little bubble until it's my turn to ride the ride. And I think the weather has absolutely, okay, yeah, if it's in the middle of August, it's probably worse than if it's in, you know, November, but the weather isn't the biggest reason why I wouldn't want to stand by for an okay. hour. It's just because there's there's nothing else, and for an attraction that has this many animatronics, and once you get inside, I just I think there needs to be more to get you into Chickapill Hill than just waiting to get through the queue. I agree. I definitely agree. I mean, I but won't wait more than a half hour. We're ba- we're back to. Toy Story Land, you know? I think Disney expects the entire land to suffice as enough stuff to look at for a queue. You see, but Toy Story Land does have stuff to look at. Like, I feel that, at least with this queue, you're off in this own little section that's, you're behind the attraction, you're in this little, pretty much a corral. It's a valley, you're in a valley. And there's nothing to look at, at least with Toy Story Land, you can kind of see what's going on around you. Right, and that's what I mean. At Toy Story Land, they, it's like everything that's happening is like the, uh, the it's a people-watching queue because everything mm-hmm. is very flat there. Um, you don't really have that at all. With, like I said, it, it, 
slopes down into a valley and just it's everything is just red clay um i wish it had a better queue i don't even mean i wish it had like a roof over the queue i just i mean there i wish that it was better like just give me some stuff yeah for me it's it's no longer than a half hour i don't think i'd wait more than that it's just a foretelling of what awaits you on the ride it's not that bad, Tim. <laughs> it isn't. It sucked for us because of we got stuck at the waterfall, but we still enjoyed it. We got stuck once where the stupid fountain was spitting on us. Yep. Like mm. towards the end, they have that little mm-hmm. s- like that little spit thing that just kind of flows over you like it, you have yep. in, in like lazy rivers. And we got stuck there for a hot minute. Well, this is where your hat flew off and somebody caught it. Also. Yeah, I think that was the same ride. Somebody caught it behind it. It was really cool. They returned it to me. It was awesome. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, that's lost. In... I'm sorry. I'm full disclosure. I am a card carrying member of Finders Keepers. I don't know about hats because you know, lice is a thing. Especially if you see. Oh me yeah, fly no, off it's 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 yeah, no, it's definitely a thing. But at the same time. It's little finders keepers for me because hey, look what I caught. Yes, I'm better than the guy that lost it. But I'll never wear it. I'll take it to, you know, the thrift store and donate it. There they can delice it. You still it. have to take it home with you, and the lice will get into the clothing it that you would put it in your. Just give it to a kid in line, for uh, <laughs> Little Mermaid. With that, and you probably didn't want to touch this hat because, like, I, I sweat. Like it probably had the salt stains from my sweat because I have toxic sweat. <laughs> I'm just saying, I find shit. It's finders keepers, all right? You lose a magic band, a toddler, don't matter. Fucking finders keepers. A toddler? What? What? Why would you say that? That don't make any damn sense. <laughs> so you have my magic band that I lost? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, nope. I have my magic band that I found is what you're hearing. <laughs> no, I really, I don't. I know you don't. You would have given it in. Because I lost it at the um, meetup. I was at the sheet up. I figured I don't know what happened. <laughs> someone someone out there has got that shit. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was the Mickey Mouse, Duty, and Burke one, too. Yes. Oh, so, okay. So, like, one easy to come by. Oh, yeah, always. Yeah. I, I, I When I lose things, I look good. I lose good things. That's that's how that works. If only there was a way you could, like, keep it on you so you wouldn't lose it. It was probably when I was digging in the boxes, giving away stuff. Oh, so this is a Whispering Canyon Yeah, I lost situation. it. Shout prom. Yeah. No, I didn't have it when we... I couldn't find it when we were getting ready for prom. Oh, okay. So one of them fucking Karen bitches got it. Probably. That was poo-pooing on our sheet up. Probably. But we yeah, I have a... You can't do anything with it. He yeah, second I was... Yeah, I blocked it. But. but it still looks nice. It did. On on their magic band chain, they hang across their living room. Or on their Christmas tree. I hope whoever has it, and if... Not one of the sheeters, obviously, who might have found it, but I hope whoever has it just gets the worst case of diarrhea on their next trip, and they can't leave their room. <laughs> the the uh, DVC slider is probably more rare than the magic band is. Yes, probably. That's. I'm still stuck on Adam's wish for Why? whoever found it. Because, because he that's... could have turned it in. Oh, I do that all the time. Like, I, I used to get angry in traffic when people cut me off and stuff. I just wish people would die, but then I figured it was a little bean. So now I just wish diarrhea upon them. Wish them to shit their pants while they're stuck in traffic. Damn it. I, w- I want yeah. to, uh, I, I want to rank all of the 
All the spinny rides. Worst to first. And we I don't think we get past worst. That's a whole No, nope, we don't get past worst because we've already decided Tim just has them all linked as one long bad ride. I like Triceratops spin. They're all tied for last. <laughs> with with Splash Mountain, or is that just a little under last? Yeah, those spinny rides come like a little bit before Splash Mountain. <laughs> That's just so bizarre. He's our Tim. You have Imagineers pour their heart and soul into Splash Mountain. And Tim's like, nope, I like the uh, carnival ride right there a little better. Give me that stationary octopus attraction. (laughs) The one with don't spinny spin. Pretty much. He's he's the one who goes on the carousel and sits in that seat. He does. He sits in the seat. (laughs) No, I at least sit in the horse that moves up and down. But I can't even remember the last time I've been on a carousel. (laughs) Probably Coney Island in like the 80s. So, I guess we're going to start wrapping this show up. So, if you have any fond memories of Splash Mountain or just want to discuss, go to the Three Sheets to the Mouse Facebook group. Dot com, yada, yada, yada. Don't know how to find it. Don't know how to write it. Just look it up in Facebook. I'm sure you can find it. It's a number three, not the word three. And Mikey, what do you got for closing remarks? You know, I uh, challenge the sheeters. If you've You've gone down Splash Mountain. You've had some entertaining photos at the end of it. Uh, safe for work photos. Please uh, share them on our group um, under the thread for this episode because it's always a lot of fun to see people's ride photos. Not because we want to see what you were doing, but nine times out of ten, it's the people that are around you that make the ride photo more interesting. Maybe there's a little girl who's terrified or maybe there's a dad who you can just tell by the look on his face didn't want to ride that because he was going to get wet and he shares Tim's point of view about the particular about uh, Splash Mountain. So please get on our Facebook group and um, share those, those ride pictures. I, I, I always get a kick out of seeing ride pictures. And this is a perfect time to share Disney World, Disneyland, or if you've done the one in Tokyo, um, yeah, let us... Let us know, you know, how you liked it and share share those pictures with us because that'll be a whole lot of fun. All right, Tim, what do you got for closing remarks? Yeah, uh, when this episode drops, we will have all the information that we have available for 2020 Sheet Up. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, just sign up early, sign up quick. The spots are going to fill up. And Splash Mountain is a shit right. <laughs> 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 wow no, well you're wrong alright so at this point everybody knows Big Fall Fallout is the official name the official mascot is going to be Baymax and the party theme is the Roaring Twenties Baymax it's nothing to do with Italy nothing to do with Italy but it's Big Fall Fallout that's the actual name. And because Fallout Boy, how did we connect all this? Well, Brent connected Fallout Boys on the soundtrack to Big Hero 6, and Baymax and Hero were best friends. Big Fall Fallout acronym is BFF. Okay. Yes, but BFF is the actual acronym for this one, as opposed to what some other people wanted it to be. Yeah, I wanted it to be shit. <laughs> I forgot what, it, what the acronym... <laughs> Sheeters hit the Italian terrace or something like that. <laughs> like Shit's Creek, almost. Yeah, but, but it was Brant's idea, and then he 
you know, I was the one who said you could not use No, but use he retracted that. it after he made the idea and made so you're like, yes, that's amazing. But, but on a serious note, if this is something you're interested in going to, the main event is the only thing that's been announced. We do have some other events in the works. Possibly, I'm not going to mention them yet because it's way too far out. But if you do want to secure, there are only 100 spots available for this event. Tickets are going to be $135 per person. And park tickets will be required for you to get yourselves into Epcot. You will also need your special credentials to get into the party. So sign up soon. And just remember, if you miss out, tickets are gone, they're gone. And other than that, I don't think Splash Mountain shit. I kind of enjoy it every now and then. It's a good ride. Well, you're both wrong. <laughs> I know the majority of the shit just think it's a good ride, too, so I'm going to get flamed. Hardcore. Places, you are. But I don't care. Well, I mean, people flame you about it already because they make fun of you. There are some. It. There are some people that are on my side, and they know who they are. But they will come out in your defense. I've noticed. They would. They have already. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for us for this evening. So we look forward to hearing your feedback. Give us five stars on those iTunes reviews. We can use them. The more high scores, the more five star reviews we get, the more people that can find us in joining the debauchery that is Three Sheets. So we look forward to speaking to you all next week. Y'all have a good night. Good night. Ciao, belle. And thank you. <laughs>